Last week on Locked on Tar Heels, Coach Pat Kilby and I evaluated and broke down Simeon Welcher's game. Afterwards, his dad good-naturedly slid into the DMs and we had some back and forth. And I said, hey, why don't you come on the show and we'll talk all about it. Well, guess what? Today on Locked on Tar Heels, Simeon's dad, Sergio, joins me for a great conversation. This man is incredible. You're going to love him. All coming up on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade beat writer for Sports Illustrated's All Tar Heels website, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please remember that we are free and available anywhere you get podcasts. So go ahead right now and subscribe wherever you're at. If you're watching on YouTube, in addition, go ahead, smash the like button, leave a comment. would love to hear your thoughts on Simeon Wilcher's game as well and why you're excited about the 2023 class. Let's get right into it. My conversation with Sergio Wilcher Sr. It is an honor today to be joined on Locked on Tar Heels by Sergio. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm getting all choked up now. Excuse me. I'll start over. Three, two, one. It is an honor today on Locked on Tar Heels to be joined by Sergio Wilcher Sr. Uh, you might know him better as Simeon's dad. Last week on Locked on Tar Heels, Pat Kilby and I kind of evaluated and introduced everyone to Simeon. And uh, Sergio hollered at me later and was like, boy, I don't know about that McCants. Sure, I don't know either. And so I said, come on the show. Let's talk about it. Let, let's unpack it more. And so Sergio was gracious enough to, to join me today. Sergio, thank you so much for, for hopping on. It's great to have you. Would love to start by just getting to know the Wiltshire family a little bit. T tell us about the clan. Ah, well, um, Simeon is one of five. I have um, four sons and my daughter, Zoe. Uh, you, As you know, you guys mentioned last week, my son, uh, CJ, is uh, at Nebraska. He's going to his second year at Nebraska. He plays. And then, you know, Simeon Wilcher. That's great. And, and if I have read through the family bio correctly, it's the four boys and she's the youngest, right? Yeah, she's, she, yeah, she's, <laughs> the, she's the baby. You know, and, you know, but she thinks she's the boss. Yes, of course she does. She, I have a younger daughter too. She bosses my older son around all the time. It's crazy. <laughs> she bosses me around. <laughs> there you go. So, so how does that play out? I'm sure it's a competitive family, lots of athletes. What, what does that look like when she's bossing everybody around? Ah, you know, she usually gets what she wants for the most part because, you know, because she is the girl. And then these guys are so much, they're not so much older. I think Simeon is three years older, four years old. So um, that little gap in time. But now, you know, she's getting ready to go to high school. So she's growing up too. So it's not even just much. She's still my little sister, but, you know, she's figured out a way to get what she wants. Yep. And big brother senior is going to have his little freshman sister to look out for this year. He's got to take care of her. Absolutely. <laughs> That's great. And so um, you, Sergio, are a basketball player yourself, correct? Yeah, played a little bit. Played in high school. Played in junior college. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And so, how did, how did that then translate down to your kids? Ah, well, you know, my it, what happened with 
my relationship with basketball is uh, my breakup was kind of bad, mm. you know, so to the, and not in a bad way, you know, I was far from home, you know, things happened, I got injured and I just came home, you know, you got to a point where, you know, I was so far and then I didn't see any, didn't get what I wanted out of, out of the experience at the time and it had a hard time processing. So it was time for me to come home. And I think that happens to a lot of kids now too. So I came home and just became a college student. Went to uh, Morgan State and I started my life over down in Baltimore. Yeah, man, that's good. Love Baltimore. That's a great city to spend time in. So uh, you, as you mentioned, you have two sons who are this time next year going to both be at high level division one colleges playing basketball. Uh, it'd be crazy if they were in the same conference, but we got one in the big 10, yeah. uh, one in the ACC. How on earth are you going to manage getting down from New Jersey down to, uh, to Nebraska and down to Chapel Hill? I, I know. Well, fortunately, fortunately, the flights aren't far. So if I so if I fly from New Jersey to Chapel Hill, it was probably about an hour and a half flight. Now the difference with getting to Nebraska is I would have to drive to New York, but still I could get a direct flight. I can get a direct flight, and that's two and a half hours. Okay. So then it just becomes a matter of figuring out, you know, what time of the year and which games would be the best ones to get to at each time. But I'm sure those those would be great problems to have. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. It's it's a dream. That's great. So I just, I feel like I see this often where a family has multiple children and it's the youngest that that's the toughest. We're, we're going to talk more about Simeon and his kind of just bulldog mentality in a little bit. But do you think that comes with being the youngest that he's just had to fight for himself? Yeah. You, you got, you got three other guys on top of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you, you definitely, it's called survival mode. <laughs> but being the youngest, you 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 know you experience all the things the others experience. You know what I mean? And you know, and it's not just like physicality I'm gonna beat you up tough, but you know, conversations in the car with both of them, because all as you said, all of my kids were athletes, all of them performed at a very high level in their individual sports. So like he was around when my oldest son, who's all American in track was on the track they took their first steps on the track Simeon and CJ you know and they had to deal with going to practice every day and, and see what that works and winning versus losing and what it takes to win and how you know how to prepare yourself to do so so them doing that made it a lot easier when it comes to basketball because you only run one track meet a week but you track you work practice five days you know what I mean so you know it makes it real important for that Sunday when you go out and run and, you know, by them doing that at a young age, you know, kind of we parlayed that into the basketball in reference to, you know, how we approach it every day. Yeah, man, that's great. And one of the things that I've been curious about for a lot of people that are kind of in Simeon's boat, maybe the couple classes ahead of him as well, is a lot of their high school career has been interrupted by COVID issues. How have you as a family just navigated like AAU and high school and COVID and all that while still trying to get his name out there, still trying to get on recruiting maps? How do you go about that? Um, well, what we did was um, not worry about the latter. So, you know, um, we always believe that, you know, all of that is a byproduct of being the best basketball player. You can be. Hmm. 
So if we always it's always make that the focus, you know. So if that's the focus, you know, keep the keep the main thing the main thing, you know, and getting his name out there and and the recruiting trail, all that comes, and we experienced that because of his brother CJ, mm. you know, had to come from unranked, you know, to finishing in the top one hundred, you know, and, and going and having very successful recruiting itself. So how you do that by you know, not avoiding, by avoiding worrying about the wrong thing. Yeah, man, that's so interesting. One last family thing I wanted to ask you about, and then I want to, I want to pause and then we'll get more into some recruiting things okay. here in the next segment is, um, you and I were talking about beforehand, I, I come from a, a ministry family. You were telling me, uh, that you do the same thing. Tell me, tell me some about your dad who was a minister. Oh, absolutely. My dad, my dad, um, was the pastor of a church up until he passed. And, you know, and, and unlike others, I was able to see it happen. Like mm. I remember when he became, you know, when he was ordained in, in that process and, and to see, you know, what you do and you what you can evolve into, you know? So it was, it was very interesting for me as a child to, to be able to experience that. You know, yeah. most kids are born with their kids, with their dads a minister already. You know what I mean? I was able yeah. to see a transition into what he did every day and, and how he lived his life, which, you know, was important to our family, my wife and I, every day, you know, who you are because of where you come from. Yeah. Gosh, that's so good. Well, as I said a minute ago, I am, I am a father of two young kids, a six-year-old and a three-year-old. You're, you're farther along in that journey. How, how does your faith influence how you then parent your own children? Well, you, it's basically, it's just how you live every day. Hmm. You know what I mean? What do you do every day? How do you value? You know, I, I say it now, and I'm sure some people watching this may disagree, but I try to be the best person that I can be every day. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to say what you want to hear. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if, if, you know, it's just a matter of knowing what's right and wrong and knowing that, you know, it's bigger than you. And if you don't make it about you, I don't make being a, a basketball parent or the basketball about me, hmm. you know, and when you do that, you know, that is basically what faith is. Like you, you, you have to understand that it's something bigger than you involved in this. Amen to that. Thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate it, Sergio. No, no problem. Well, uh, Sergio, as we said, has helped navigate now two sons through this whole recruitment process, getting to the D1 level. We're going to talk more about that, uh, Simeon's commitment to the Tar Heels, all coming up in just a second. But first, let me just tell you a little bit about Built Bar. I got to be honest, one of my favorite things in the world to do is just stick my finger in a tub of icing and lick it out. But imagine if instead of doing that with some wonderful birthday cake icing, you could just have a birthday cake puff instead from Built.com. Instead of all that crazy numbers of sugar and everything else that's in normal icing, a birthday cake puff only has 150 calories, just 9 grams of sugar, but you get 16 grams of protein. That's exactly what you're looking for. In fact, Bilt just sent me my first shipment ever of these puffs, and I gotta be honest, I've never had anything like it. They're available right now, and I can't promise you how long they're gonna stick around, so go ahead and get yours today at Bilt.com. 
And let me let you in on a little secret. Keep in mind, these built Bars are covered in 100% white, or 100% real chocolate, but specifically with these birthday cake puffs, it's white chocolate. And they got little sprinkles on top too. You can't beat that. Keep in mind, not only does Built make these taste good, but they're healthy and good for you as well. That means you can know that you're getting something good for your body. And all of these are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits for you. So right now, stop what you're doing. Go to Built.com and get birthday cake puffs right now. While you're there, when you check out, use promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off on that order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Also, make sure you go check out Locked on NBA Big Board. Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and the author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin to give fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock drafts, player rankings, and of course, all the big boards. It's free and available anywhere you get podcasts. Once again, we are joined today on Locked on Tar Heels by Sergio Wilcher Sr., the father of Simeon, who is going to be a freshman at Carolina in the class of 2023. Folks, I can't wait to talk about his game in just a minute. This kid is phenomenal. You can't, I mean, if you haven't watched it, you're in for a special treat. But it takes some, some recruiting and some other things that take us to get there. And so, Sergio, my first question to you is, as a parent... I just feel like the landscape of recruiting is always getting crazier and wackier and weirder. So how, how as a parent do you help now two children navigate that in a healthy manner? That's a, that's a tough job. I think there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, outside things that can influence that and influence kids again. Like, and I always say, we just have to stay focused on what we, what we're dealing with right now. You know what I mean? Um, in reference to your recruiting, I think there's certain things that you have to look for in the school. It's bigger than just the logo. Hmm. You know, it's not about just playing in the ACC or in the Big Ten. You know, it has to be a fit in the philosophy that I feel that takes place when these kids play there. If you, you know, in my experiences, I see kids that transition well, that play well, in college, especially early, they were in situations where they're allowed and coached in order to be the best version of themselves. You have to be comfortable and it has to fit who you are and what you are. You know what I mean? So we just try to keep that in mind. And regardless of whether if it's, you know, Kansas or, or Oregon or UCLA, it's got to be bigger than just, you know, location and logo. It has to be fit in philosophy. Man, that's great. That's perfect. With having walked through that with CJ initially, are, are there things you learned from going through that with him that helped inform how you guys approach the process with Simeon? I mean, we learned everything with CJ. <laughs> it was really like, I mean, everything. Like how to navigate youth basketball, AAU basketball, let alone college. Like, so he was, you know, those couple years ahead and, you know, allowed us to be in a space where when Simeon comes in, he came in at a different place already because, you know, his brother had already had some success at the, at the grassroots level. So that made that transition easier. So when it came time to pick in the high school, 
you know, it made that transition easier. And even when it came to where, you know, and then he was able to perform at a level where he decides where he wants to play AAU going forward, but everything, you know, CJ was like, you know, quote unquote, the test dummy, you know what I mean? But, you know, he worked out pretty well and, and it's working out pretty well for Simeon. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm, makes me think of like, as CJ's coming up, I know there's scouts coming to see him. Was, was Simeon already getting his own recognition or was it like people are there to, to watch and recruit CJ and they're like, who's this other kid with the same last name? So, what, what, yeah, kind of a little bit of both. Initially, when um, coaches start will start reaching out, Simeon wasn't even in high school. You know, I remember CJ was a senior. Simeon was a freshman. Okay. You know, so like, so with CJ's sophomore year, really, and, you know, college coaches are calling, you know, Simeon sat right there on it. He, Simeon, CJ would have him sitting there and he would listen to conversations, be in on conversations when the guys came, when the coaches came to the gym. So, you know, he had a little opportunity to actually become comfortable in that space, you know, a couple of years before it was time for him to deal with it. Yeah. Wow. That's what, what a gift, what a blessing for him to already just have some insight into being able to be prepared to navigate that journey himself. Right. Um, uh, something I've been curious about now that the transfer portal has become a thing. And um, for those who aren't aware, students can now transfer one time penalty free without having to sit out a year. I've been curious how that has affected schools recruiting pitches to families, because I feel like previously there's been a lot of negative recruiting. I wonder if now, if schools are staying away from that more, like are in an effort to say, hey, if if things don't work out, wherever you pick, come back around. How, did you guys experience much negative recruiting in the process? Negative recruiting in such as you meaning like like and, and I'm not asking you to name coaches no, no, or no, schools, no. but but like let's say I'm a coach for Isaac Shade University and you're the coach of Sergio High. Right. Uh, like, do I do schools or recruiters come in and speak negatively? Like, I would say negative things about Sergio University. Oh, 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 oh. not no, no, the you. Not really. Any, okay. Anything that anything that, that would be most is always tongue in cheek. You know, I mean, we never into my experience. Now, what they'd say outside of me, sure. you know, <laughs> what I mean? but that's not something that that would work with me anyway. So if there's anyone that's spent time speaking to me, they, they wouldn't come to me with that because that's not something that I, I even like to to participate in. Yeah. Um, but no, you know, anything else, you know, just tongue in cheek stuff, you know, it means like, you know, nothing crazy. And nothing bad like that. But that transfer reporter has changed college basketball. It has changed yeah. basketball. Yeah, I, I'm just really, you know, like even things like sibling sets where I see um, player, you know, maybe I, I, this is not a real right. thing, but let's say CJ is like, I, I would love my last year to play with Simeon. And so he transfers to Carolina, you know, like. You just yeah. see those kind of things happening. Or in, in the Carolina context, Garrison Brooks went to play with his dad this past right. season down in Mississippi State. And, and those things become much more real. It's so interesting to me. I, I guess sometimes, I guess if you figure, if you're going to have to function, and this is, again, why I was talking about things that I said earlier about fit and philosophy. If you're going to be somewhere and you're going to go through what it takes to be a Division One athlete and you can be somewhere with someone that you are comfortable with, like a dad or a brother or something, it is best, if you can do so, to do so. It depends on how much you're going to play. I mean, that's... Absolutely. That's for me. It may not be about playing for some. Yeah. You know, but for us, you know, I'm not going to go to North Carolina if I'm not going to play. You know what I mean? I'm not... You know, <laughs> So, but that has changed high school basketball. Yeah. 
You know yeah. what I mean? So now you give kids right now that, you know, where it's, it's, you've seen coaches, you know, I've seen coaches online on Twitter, Instagram, just flat out in conversation say, you know, uh, I'm going to transfer portal first. Then I'm going to go Juco. You know what I mean? Then I'm going to go high school. Man. You know what I mean? And it's such a result oriented environment, i.e. coaching. And, you know, these, these guys jobs, you know, I, can you really blame them? Now I just no. think that the high school parents need to, you know, adjust their thoughts hmm. you know, and, you know, don't jump out the window. You know what I mean? Do try to do anything crazy. You know what I mean? Just understand that now you got to pivot in how this recruiting path is going to go through. Yeah. Yeah. You know what and mean? yeah, absolutely. And speaking of the recruiting path, I think there's already in this social media age, pretty big pressure on these young men and women to have a brand or make themselves a name or grow their thing. And, and I, is that even more of a thing now that NIL has come in and like, is there pressure even more on the branding side? <sighs> Absolutely. I mean, because then a lot of uh, there's a lot of NIL opportunities that are available because you have already established you have what would be, quote, unquote, a brand. You have hundreds of thousands of followers. You know, what I mean, so, yes, that that does change things. That does mm -hmm. the way. And that's something that I said, get in the way that is yeah. something that is is a deterrent. Yeah, but it's also reality. So you have to learn how to function in 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 your space and still dealing that because that's just where we are right now to say that you know i can i can keep that away from the boys or keep that away from your kids and I, no you have to teach them how and that's what's right. functional and what's important and how to move through it and how to navigate and i would hearing what you've already told me today about your family i would imagine the wiltshire family is approaching it by you play your game be a bucket and let that speak for itself and the nil stuff's going to come Comfortably, I, I say that comfortably, and not only not only that, the ones that come, they have to be, you know, in align with who we are in, yes. in, as a, as a family, as a unit, and definitely that them individually. You know, what I mean, it's just you know, it's not just about you know getting the the, the getting a check. Man, I love that. Love that. Thank you for helping set that example, parents. Uh, and sponsors, if you're out there listening, hear this man's words and heed his advice. I love it so much. So last couple questions on this, and then I'd love to move to talking about Simeon's game some, is at the end of the day, why North Carolina? Oh, you know what? And it, it was crazy. I mean, because, you know, um, we were trying to schedule, we had scheduled, like you said, we scheduled, like we said on the podcast, we scheduled a visit with Nebraska. And then North Carolina, and there was a few other schools that were shall remain nameless that we were trying to schedule visits with. And for some reason, you know, they were some of them were good distance from from where we are located, so we're going to travel. But you know, traveling to me this day and age with the, this AAU world, these kids flying and moving back and forth, you know, distance isn't really a trouble. But I couldn't get, you know, we just couldn't connect on that so i said look all right i wanted to do it in a certain amount of time i wanted to get those visits out of the way in a certain amount of time wasn't able to but in the process of trying to do that coach davis had flown up to new jersey multiple times i've seen him in person live in person you know like he recruited Simeon like he was a 22 kid hmm. and, and and then just who he is 
made it easy with basketball. And my thing was, you know, why are we going to just keep going back and forth and and doing what? It's North Carolina. We have a, a Love Hubert. You know, in this in that time frame, it's probably been about three or four visits before we came of, of him coming to New Jersey before we were able to get on our official visit. And once we got there, you know, I, me personally, I was good once I got there. And and it's not like, you know, all this the facilities or anything. It's the energy, it's the aura in the room, it's the history of the building. And, and you know, somebody gonna tell you your kids gonna have the keys in North Carolina. You gonna got why? What are we waiting for? There's gonna be so many, so many dinners and visits and conversations and phone calls you can honestly have you know and again like i said i was comfortable with who i was sending my son to be with and that happened that was confirmed on the visit you know i mean i already had that feeling based on conversations and and, in person but once we went there and you know we spent that that whole time with him and i watched how he interact with sim and you know I was uh, fortunately, you know, RJ Davis is there. He is, uh, I've known RJ since he was, RJ was probably in the fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, I watched his interactions with RJ. And, and again, I was, I was, I was very comfortable with it again, cause it's bigger than basketball. Absolutely. Man, how neat would it be to see those two boys from up there in that area playing in the backcourt together next season? Ah, it would be, it would be, it would be interesting. Boy, that's awesome. Um, one, one thing, you know, we talked about faith just a little bit ago, and I know that Coach Davis, that is a huge part of his life and who he is and, and wants to talk about it. Does that factor play a role at all for you guys as a family? To me, absolutely. I mean, and, and it's just like there's, there's people that would say, you know, a lot of people say they believe and they have faith, but I've just watched how he is with his family, how he speaks to them, how he speaks to other people's children. Yeah, I, that definitely that definitely matters and um i'm not saying that it's be, you know it's because of that just made it sure. just another check on that box you know there's another box checked yeah. you know on my level of comfort and on the person that i'm, a, I'm sending that I, like I, that's gonna i'm going to allow to help me and my wife continue to raise our son because we're not finished raising him he's just going to live somewhere else for him. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's man. It's definitely a, sh- a shared joint effort all together. Yeah. Well, we're going to move next into talking about Simeon's game, what he's going to bring to Carolina, who else is coming in the class of 2023. Oh, and that big conversation about who do we compare Simeon Wiltshire to actually <laughs> all coming up in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit about bet online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest odds, news, developments, including the basketball playoffs going on, the Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even this upcoming season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. 
We are back on Locked on Tar Heels, joined today by Sergio Wilcher Sr., the father of Simeon, who is a class of 2023 Carolina basketball player. He's going to come in as a freshman with Gigi Jackson. Maybe somebody else? We're going to talk about that in a minute. But we first got to get to this big question of uh, last week on the show, Pat Kilby and I just talked about who is a, a Carolina comp for Simeon. And we talked about who is an, a current NBA comp for him. And uh, just this this young man, we, I, we said he's a unicorn, Swiss Army knife. I think I called him a, a Swiss Army unicorn. And uh, <laughs> he can do a little bit of everything. That's why I'm so excited because he is a basketball player through and through, true and true. And that's what I love. Um, and so we, we talked about Rashad McCants. We talked about SGA, who plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But who knows this young man better than his own father, who's seen him his entire life? Sergio. Yes. Tell us about your son. Who is he? Simeon. Simeon Wilcher is a uh, – he's I. <laughs> but, um, no. <laughs> I, 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 I get the debate. You know, and I and I see it online where people say, you know, when you, when you start naming position, but you know, that's positions in basketball. That's a conversation. That's a whole podcast within itself. Shoof, you're but, not joking. You know how I see Simeon is is as a point guard, as a lead guard, as someone that you can put the ball in his hands and be comfortable in how what the outcome would be. And um, and my only comp is my only problem is with the comparisons is like sometimes I don't think people look at the full thing. You know what I mean? I don't think – now, McCants is a bucket. He can shoot, score. Like sure. I said, he can score from anywhere, three-level score, tough, and guard defense. My comment was just not on that is because, like I said, I'm still trying to make sure that he becomes the first Simeon Wilcher. That's right. On a comparison by someone by someone who I think this comes to be more times when I think a lot of times when – in this current world of, of, of comps, rankings, uh, uh, you know, social media, I don't think people get to see, watch enough people play, watch enough basketball in itself to really avail themselves to say, I'm going to say this kid is here and this is what he is. I, that's, that's really my issue. I, you know, I've been seeing combo guard, shooting guard, and he's a point guard, right? Cause I'm gonna facilitate, make the right read. And I'm gonna do what everything I have to do to win this game today not necessarily win the scoring title, you know, because there's times when I tell him, bro, you got to score the ball sometimes, you know, me more. And he's like, well, look, dad, this is what I see. And this is the read. And I said, and, and, and you got to respect it and, and then go with it. I love, the, and that, yeah, go. Sorry. At the same time, he was still, I think he finished the season 17 points, uh, six rebounds and six assists. You know what I mean? Where he also had three other double-digit scorers on his team. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the state with no shot clock, I'm all right with that. <laughs> and and I think that's why people have struggled to embrace LeBron at times is because he's not always going to go the Michael Jordan route and and try to score to finish the game. He just like you just said, what is the best read? What is the best thing to help my team win this game right now? And that's what a basketball player a basketball team needs. That's what a coach needs is a floor general who can do that. A am I missing something there? No, nah, to to me that has been the the deal with, you know, that was been part of his development from the beginning. You know, in order for him to play as a freshman, and we had three top 100 kids on this on this high school team his freshman year. You know, he was like, he didn't think he was going to play at all. You know what I mean? So, you know, I told him, I said, look, if you play defense, 
and dunk the basketball, you'll play, which meant <laughs> play defense and be athletic. You know what I mean? You got to jump in the passing lanes if you want to score because you got three guys over here that need it. You know what I mean? So, it, it, and in turn, that helped him become the, the player is now. Let's go look, look and think the game differently. I'm going, how can you affect the game outside of scoring to affect winning? That's something that you have to do. It makes it easier, you know what I mean, as a basketball player. And we've heard that from Coach Davis's own mouth. If you can play defense, you will be on the court for my team. And so even for Simeon to come to North Carolina as a freshman, it's like you're going to work your way into this backcourt even if you're just doing those things. All, in, in all honesty, if you, if you really think about it, if you, if you guard your man at a high level, it doesn't matter what you do on the defense. So you, you had a great game. You can't have a bad game if you guard. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, you know, you say, ah, he was 0 for 8. I said, yeah, but he shut down the best team's player on the other side, and we still won the game. And that's what you have to be willing to do, and he's willing to do that. You know, as you've seen by games where he'll have nine points, 14 rebounds, and I mean, 11 rebounds and 14 assists, because I'm going to do whatever else, because this guy, my guy, is over here scoring. So now I'm going to do these other things to help us win the game. That's right. And we've seen examples of that in Coach Davis's first year. Leaky Black is the perfect example of that. He might not be scoring every game. That man is not leaving the starting lineup because he shuts down everyone in sight. Right. They're talking about him in press conferences. And, he, and what did he have? He probably had six points. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, from uh, uh, Virginia is saying, talking about first things talking about is Leaky Black. And that's and that's how type of how you impact the game. Absolutely. You know what I mean? In other ways. That's what more kids need to focus on. Make your life a lot easier. I love that. Well, you know, obviously we're giving Simeon a lot of praise, but I know you to be a, a transparent and honest person. And mm-hmm. so I'm sure you see the some holes in his game or some things that he still needs to work on. What what are you still uh pushing him on and encouraging him to grow in? Everything. I mean, and, and of course, and you you want to keep and grow and develop everything. Now it's more, it's a lot of in between these, the ears things. It's the, it's the minutia, it's the details, the things that you, that I wanted to start thinking about and seeing in the game outside of just, you know, what you do normally. That's the only way you're going to grow. You have to challenge yourself. Now it's, it's the mental challenge. You know, you're going to be on the floor with, with good players in high school, in AAU, now even in college. You know, all that is to prepare you to um, hopefully when you play, you know, with the best 450 guys in the world. You know what I mean? So you have to know how to function in that space. You know, so that's where we are. Letting him understand that when, you know, when you have to do whatever you have to do, understand it here and be able to make it happen on the court. That's great. But, you know, you got to work ball handling, shooting, all that. (laughs) That's every day. Yes, absolutely. strength conditioning diet yeah that's every day that's right yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's those intangibles though that set players like him apart and and i love you talking about that it's so important and and you're speaking of some of these other players right now carolina's 2023 class is your son simeon and Gigi jackson it's the two of them so far and so uh as i look at even the two of them man what a potent combination that could be in chapel hill what what do you see how do you deal with that in the pick and roll <laughs> because we saw what what RJ Davis and Armando Baycott did with that this year. I mean, I just I look at Simeon and I look at Gigi and what what they could be. Oh, come on. I mean, Gigi's size and skill set avails him to do. He could pick and pop, he could pick and roll, he could slip the screen, he could just he could dribble handoff. I've seen him, you know, beat people off the dribble and facilitate 
to a, a, a big in the post, like it's the the level of versatility is is really will be really awesome to see on the same court. I think this this that's to be a tough guard. Yes, that'll be super exciting. And then they've also both been kind of publicly banging the drum for Modest Buzelis. Would be great to see him come in. Uh, what, what do you think about adding him as a third member of this class? It's a horror movie. Like it, it, <laughs> it's a horror movie. You see, you know, I I I love my kids playing with guys like that. Now, if you figure, if you look at that, so you got the screen and roll on this side, then you got this guy waiting in the corner. On the, or on the wing or right next to you, you put Gigi and, and Matas in the pick and roll. Right, who's guarding that? <laughs> Good I, luck. I, it, uh, you know, but it, especially in college, I think that would be the uh, – I think that team will just go so deep in the tournament. You know, I, I do speak things into existence, but they, they – I like to speak things into existence, but that, that could definitely be uh, a Final Four team if you were able to get that – group of kids along with that great core of that 22 class which i'm a very very fan of i'm a big fan of, of seth and those guys and yeah. that two class and of course you know how i feel about rj and, yeah, and man you know so but like that's that's just that's just would be kind of unfair <laughs> it would be uh, full transparency folks. We're recording this on Monday afternoon. It'll be Tuesday show. I'm actually talking to Jalen Washington tonight for Friday show. And just, I mean, yeah, just watching video of these guys in 2022, you're right. Like it's going to be a oh. great class in and of itself. Like that, that I love that class, especially to, you know, if you go along with, with what you can, what you already have and then what you can possibly add to that. Like, I mean, Jeez, that's 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 a lot of talent. And that's that could be a lot of wins. That's a lot of floor spacing. That's a, what are you gonna do? You're gonna run the zone? You gonna you're gonna double who? We're gonna double. <laughs> it is going to be a nightmare for, for uh scouting and, and all of that, and I can't wait to see it. So yeah, you'd be hoping they miss more than not. That's, that's only- fantastic. Well, Carolina family, everyone listening today, I hope you hear how exciting not just the present is, but the future. It is a great time to be a Tar Heel. Sergio, I just let me say on behalf of everyone, we cannot wait. You're, you are already part of this family, but we can't wait to officially welcome you and Simeon and your whole family into being part of the Carolina family tradition. Uh, definitely. I appreciate you taking the time and, 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 sharing, your, and your, sharing your platform with me today. It's an honor. It's an honor. Can't wait to meet you in person soon. All right, definitely. See you soon. We're going to get that haircut. Yes, sir. Yes, you all. Sergio <laughs> is a barber. I need help. It's, it's the struggle's real with this curly hair. <laughs> all right, brother. Have a great day. Thank you so all much. Right. Take care. That's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. My big thanks to Mr. Sergio Wiltshire Sr. for joining me. Uh, What a wonderful family you have. We, as I said, are so excited that you're going to be part of the Carolina family. Would you go and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts? Like, subscribe, download, rate, all of that. Did I say download? That's kind of like download, right? I think it's just the Scooby-Doo version. Download. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Follow the show at Locked on Heels. You can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Shade, I-S-A-A-C-S-C-H-A-D-E. Make sure while you're there, you've, uh, you follow Sergio as well. Also follow Simeon, all of this great stuff. 
Coming up on tomorrow's show, we just talked about Simeon Wiltshire. Tomorrow, Coach Pat Kilby and I will be evaluating and introducing you to Gigi Jackson and his game. Cannot wait for you to hear that episode. And now that you've made Locked on Tar Heels your first listen, let me encourage you to make Locked on ACC your second listen. Get all your daily ACC info in 30 minutes or less wherever you get podcasts. Thanks so much for spending your Tuesday hanging out with me, hanging out with Sergio. Great conversation. Hopefully you just came in and were part of this family. Man, gotta remind you, the future's bright, but so is the present. Because it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!